Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Saturday on KLBJ with hosts Ed and Ben Clements. They're taking calls at 512-836-0590 or toll-free at 877-590-KLBJ. Welcome back to Dirty Martin's Place. I'm Ed Clements along with Ben Clements and Scotty Sayers. This is the End Zone Club, live from Dirty's on KLBJ, our show proudly brought to you by Plains Capital Bank. Howry Breen and Herman, attorneys at law. Covert in Bastrop. Delaware Subs, two-for-one NFL special tomorrow at Delaware Subs. Sue Patrick at 5222 Burnett Road and Pokey Joe's Barbecue. Longhorns win today 33-30 in overtime over Kansas State. Texas goes to 8-1 and one on the year. Ben, good afternoon. Welcome. Scotty, hello again. We have dramatic news from Stillwater, Oklahoma this afternoon, Ben. Yeah, that's right, Pop. Oklahoma State has defeated Oklahoma in the final bedlam game with Oklahoma making the transition to the SEC. Oklahoma gets the last word there in a, I don't want to say a major upset, but a upset nevertheless. In a series where Oklahoma has won 91 of like 115 matchups, this is an uh, uh, upset to me, and this will change the face of the Big 12 in the coming weeks because with this loss, Oklahoma now has two losses in a row and they are virtually out of the scene unless something strange really happens to the Texas Longhorns in Oklahoma State. Yeah, you know, I think we can get into the uh, the nooks and crannies here over the course of this hour, but, you know, off the top of my head here, fellas, I don't think this is very good for Texas. Texas was most likely going to face Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship in a in a very highly anticipated rematch where I think Texas would have won that game. It is very hard to beat a team twice in the, in the same year. So Texas more than likely will face Oklahoma State now, a team that they have not faced all season long in their final matchup. Scotty, let me ask you, went over that schedule. Tell our listeners again who the Oklahoma Sooners, Oklahoma State Cowboys have. It's not very good schedule. They have Central Florida. They're at Central Florida. They're at U of H. And then they've got BYU at home. And I think the, BYU may be the only sticking point, but they have them in Stillwater. They have them at home. Yeah. 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 Now, U of H, I mean, they they nearly beat us. Mm-hmm. So I guess that could happen at Houston. Yep. Um, you know, this is interesting. It's kind of like Texas and Texas A&M ending their series. And OSU is going to have forever bragging rights. Forever bra- well, for, you know, 10 years until whenever yep. they start playing again, yeah. which may happen in the distant future but yeah it's kind of fun for osu and also just seeing oklahoma lose two weeks in a row first to kansas who is not the uh, most historically good yeah. football team and then to their arch rival oklahoma state in the final bedlam shocking from oklahoma after they beat texas uh back in uh, october it was looking like this was going to be oklahoma season that they that they weren't going to miss a beat and now here they are two losses oh. they'll be out of the top 15 maybe out of the top 25 and it's looking like their transition to the SEC is going to be a lot tougher than yeah. it was a week ago. This is this is a devastating loss to Brent Venables because you're right, Ben. After they defeated the Longhorns in Dallas, they were looking at an undefeated season. They were season. number six in the country. They were talking about the Big 12 championship. They're talking about the Final Four. Now uh, none of that is going to materialize. Let's get you up to date on around the country uh, because Florida State now leads Pitt 24-7, to 24-7 in the fourth quarter. Uh, Pitt was challenging Florida State early, but Florida State is going to remain undefeated. Oregon, the number six team in the country, and really hot. They lead the Cal Bears 28-13 in Eugene. They're in the second quarter. 
the number one team in the college football selection poll. Ohio State defeated Rutgers, but it was a struggle, 35-16. Of course, our score, Texas over K-State, 33-30 in overtime. Number 10, Ole Miss over Texas A&M, 38-35. Pop, what's the, uh, what's the price for a barrel of oil, oil right now? I think it's about $90, Scotty. Yeah, a little under that. It's about 85 So yeah. if does it need to get to 100 for A&M to finally get rid of Jimbo? What's it going to take? Aggie fans have told me if it gets to 125 he's out skiing. Okay, so we've got a ways to go. We need that oil boom to hit real hard right but now. But this, this A&M situation, if you're an Aggie fan, you got to be just pulling your hair out. That's nine losses on the road in a row. <laughs> I'm so sorry, nine Aggies. in a row. I mean – Five and four in the year. How do you keep him? How do you keep him? Well, because a and is, is a lot like Texas fans and a lot like Cowboys fans. You expect the most. You, you don't have the patience for mediocrity. And that's what we're seeing from the Aggies is but, pure mediocrity. But they got to gather around $75 million to pay off his contract. Well, and let's think about this, too. How many players, if he goes, do players you know, jump in and mass to the transfer portal or not. Scotty, I Scotty they, didn't, they didn't go to A&M for Jimbo Fisher. I'll tell you that much. They went for the Bucks and they went for the SEC. Okay. I, they, I think if Jimbo leaves, it won't make a difference. It, it may be better if, if he leaves. Yeah. Maybe some will stay that would, that would go otherwise because they're tired of losing. Well, this many, is many, not- many people say, Ben, excuse me, that a guy who's been in Austin today is probably back on a plane to go home. Could be the next coach at A&M. I'm talking about Urban Meyer. Yep. The former head coach for the Florida Gators. Jackson you met Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, he, was, he was in it. He was right. He was next to Sarkeesian when the final gun went off. I yeah. But Urban Meyer's a guy that people have talked about possibly. But I don't know. The Aggies have big trouble, and the Aggie fans and I know, I don't know anybody, anybody who likes – Jimbo Fisher. No. They're, they're, it's not like it was R.C. Slocum when everybody loved R.C. He has no redeeming qualities. They spent too much money on him. He gets too many top recruits and can't turn that into anything. He, he, they don't have a great quarterback. Their defense has been terrible all season long. Four losses on the, on the year. Four. Georgia was a winner today at home over Missouri, but it was a tangle. 30-21. to Oklahoma State upsets Oklahoma. 27-24. Uh, and on and on and on. Tonight, really two mar- marvelous games. Yep. LSU at Bama and Washington at USC. And you can come down to Dirty Martin's Place here on the drag and enjoy great beer, great burgers, uh, onion rings and the like. We're seeing the highlights of Texas and uh, K-State right now. Uh, again, Ben, Texas won by the hair of their chinny-chin-chin. It was 33-30 in overtime. The Longhorns almost blew a 27-7 lead. And uh, it really, really went south for Texas I believe, fellas, when the Longhorns chose not to make it 20 to nothing when they were completely dominating K-State, Steve Sarkeesian, who loves to go for it on a fourth down situation, they scored a touchdown on a fourth down situation, but but, uh, this other time they fumbled the ball and it could have been 20 to nothing. And that's one of the few gripes I have about Steve Sarkeesian. Take the point, Steve, and Steve will not do that, fellas. No, I, I agree. I think we, we, we can get into more detail here uh, in the next segment. Um, but Texas now has three wins against ranked teams. Texas has the resume right now. They're going to need a little bit of luck from the rest of the country. Hopefully, I think Texas fans need to be rooted for Alabama tonight against LSU. But 
there is a chance that the playoffs is still their destiny. They need to win out. They need to win the Big 12. But another ranked win, it doesn't matter what it looked like, you see that number next to your opponent and a victory, that's going to mean something every single day. Yeah, it does. Florida State's got Miami, and Florida's still on their schedule. Right. They've got a directional Florida school, too. And, the, but and then they'll have the uh, ACC championship game, and right. maybe probably Louisville, I guess, and Louisville is no world beater. And Texas, yeah. obviously, you got to be rooting for USC tonight. You need Caleb Williams to have a oh, huge yeah. game and yeah. defeat Washington. That's an opponent. Uh, that's It's going to be a tough game, but another one of those – Top six teams, you need to go down the next couple weeks. And then you're exactly right. you got to root for USC, and USC is a home dog tonight against Washington. Oregon looks like they're on their way to victory. Oregon's another scary team, but remember, Oregon lost to Washington, and that would really muddle things up in the Pac-12 if Washington loses. And I'm not so sure a Pac-12 champion with one loss would jump a Texas team with one loss from the Big 12. I don't know, Scotty. It, uh, it might depend on which one it is, Oregon or Washington. Yeah. Is it, I mean, is that the – that's the scenario, right? Yeah, that's the scenario. And then – but next week, you got Ole Miss and Georgia. Yep. Now, that that could be one that shakes things up. It could be. Where is that game? Is that is in Oxford? It's, it's in – Georgia's got the, It's in the, Athens, yeah, it's in Athens. Athens. Wow. Yeah, yeah so uh, we will watch. we got to take a break. But LSU and Bama – Washington and USC. I'm Ed Clements along with Ben Clements along with Scotty Sears. End Zone Club, uh, proudly brought to you by Plains Capital Bank, Howry Breen and Herman, attorneys at law, Covert and Bastrop, Delaware Subs, Sue Patrick at 5222 Burnett Road, and by Pokey Joe's Barbecue. We will have more from Dirty Martin's Place when we return to the End Zone Club here on KLBJ. Welcome back to the End Zone Club live from Dirty Martin's Place. Ed Clements and Ben Clements on this very exciting Saturday afternoon of college football. <laughs> Our show proudly brought to you by Plains Capital Bank. Thank you, Paul, and all the great folks at Plains Capital Bank. Howry, Breen, and Herman, attorneys at law. If you need attorneys, they are the best in town. Their office in the shadow of the University of Texas. Howry, Breen, and Herman. Covert and Bastrop. The Rocks and the guys were closed today, but open tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock. Delaware subs. No baloney there. What a day it's going to be for Pete Ademski. Pete Ademski. And Jerry Sizemore are the number one and number two uh, fans of the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Eagles and Cowboys tomorrow afternoon. If you want to hear some Eagle talk and Cowboy preview, go go to Delaware Subs. Plus, two-for-one Philly cheesesteaks, chicken, and beef tomorrow at Delaware Subs. Sue Patrick at 5222 Burnett Road for all your Longhorn gear. And by Pokey Joe's Barbecue. This would be a great fall night to load up on ribs and brisket and turkey and sausage and all the wonderful side dishes from Pokey Joe's Barbecue. Dad, Texas beats Kansas State 33-30 in overtime, and I could physically feel the sigh of relief from the city of Austin as that as that ball went down to touch the ground um, in overtime. Let's talk about it. Not good. Not good. They got the victory, just went in advance at this point, but how do you give up a 27-7 lead the way they did? Yeah. And I know you got a freshman quarterback in there, Malik Murphy, who's doing his best. But for the second week in a row, he made some boneheaded throws. And I wanted to. You know what I was thinking about? We gave him a hard time last week. I 
especially gave him a real hard time, saying I wasn't impressed, he needs to improve. That first half, he looked very, very good. He looked great. He was making deep throws. He was making great reads. Right. He was doing his progressions. And I was thinking, oh, God, I'm going to have to go on the radio, and I'm going to have to take back everything I said. And sure enough, the second half, the second half happened. It, it was glaring to me, Ben, because I think we've now seen the Houston game, in this game, and even to some extent the Oklahoma game, yep. where the Longhorns are not making great adjustments at halftime. Yep. And that's on the feet of Steve Sarkeesian. And let's just face it, Longhorn fans, as you said earlier, there are no pictures on the scorecard, but Texas was so very lucky to win today because Texas had a chance to go up 20 to nothing, and Steve wanted to go for a fourth down and one or two. You don't pass up points, yeah. and it and almost bit Texas today, and for goodness sakes, they got the break of all breaks when it was 27-27, and Kansas State is lining up for the uh, extra point, and the center snaps it too early and hits the holder in the head, so it's 27-27, and then the Longhorns get a lead uh, by three points, and uh, they get the lead, and they get the ball with a little over two minutes to play, and they go three and out, yep. and they give the ball back to to K-State. And K-State drives, and the kicker hits a 41-yard field goal after missing a 27-yard. It was a weird game. And then you go into to the overtime. Yep. Texas makes one yard in overtime. It's a fourth and nine situation, and they kick the field goal. K-State gets the ball back, and in two plays, they're inside the eight-yard line. Yeah, It looks like they're going to score, and they face a fourth down. And, what, five or six fourth and goal? And for some reason, and I think we may disagree about this, they decide to go for the win instead of kicking the ball. Let me tell you why I think they should have kicked the ball, because you've dominated Texas for the last 12 minutes. Malik Murphy is on the ropes. He he can't hit the broadside of a barn the previous two series. So I was really surprised when they decided to go for it and forego the three points that would have sent it into a second overtime. But you know what? I'm really glad they did because I'm glad mm-hmm. the Longhorns are able to pull this thing out. Yeah, Pop, you know, uh, the, the, the truest test of a team is, is how they can perform under pressure and how, how they winning ugly, I think, is, would be the right phrase, was winning ugly. And Texas has, they've proven they can win ugly. They can, when times get tough, they can bear down and they could d- dig deep and win. With that being said, it was so avoidable. Yeah. Steve Sarkeesian and his offensive play calling, he needs to take a step back and rethink his, his, his strategy here. The red zone offense, one of the worst in the country. I think they said it's 120-something, 120. Uh, maybe around 120, yeah. It's, it's, it's Tex- awful. Texas yeah. is averaging, they average, say, 7.7 yards on the ground. Why in the hell are you not running the ball primarily? Why are you passing the ball when you see that Malik Murphy is struggling? Why yeah. in the hell was Jonathan Brooks not in the ball game on third down when you needed to, to convert to, to put the game away? There, it was so strange to me because that first half looked great. They were even saying on TV, uh, uh, Joel Clavin guys were saying, that was a picture-perfect first half from Steve Sarkeesian. It was. They, they had that game ha- handed. They, they could have... They could have ran the ball 30 times in the second half and won that game by two touchdowns. Listen, they were up 27-7, to and K-State scored on the final play of the third quarter to make it 27-14. And I thought, well, 
could be interesting, but then K-State kind of went crazy. But, but Texas, were they were their worst enemies in the second half. And I, I don't know, Steve, Steve Sarkeesian, he's a smart guy, but I think he's fundamentally, this is we've seen against Houston, we saw against BYU, and we saw today, he's passing up precious points. Mm-hmm. And it almost came down to bite him today. Which I don't really understand because Burt Auburn is a fantastic kicker. Burt Auburn had a great day today. He's a great kicker. Yeah. I don't know why, you know, Steve Sarkeesian seems to be allergic to points and allergic to his kicker, but when you have a great kicker, those points add up. It is. He passed up a lot of points today. It is something with the modern coaches because we saw that with Joy uh, McGuire. McGuire at Texas Tech against well, TCU. That, that man's also just a riverboat gambler. He yeah, goes for every crazy. fourth down he can. Yeah, we saw him do that, go for a fourth down and one from his own 30. I don't and think they he's ever putted. Uh, I don't, and they didn't get it. And it was a, a gimme t- a touchdown for TCU. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to get Texas. But now Texas has three regular season games left at TCU next Saturday uh, in, in Fort Worth. TCU is not very good this year, but you got to remember, Longhorn fans, Sonny Dykes, the head coach of TCU, has never lost to Texas. He defeated Charlie Strong two years when he was at Cal, and, of course, he defeated Steve last year in, in Texas when uh, TCU defeated the Longhorns last. So yeah. it's not going to be a cakewalk. The Longhorns will be double-digit favorites. Then the Longhorns will have a dangerous game at Iowa State. Uh, in Ames, Iowa, weather could be dicey this time of the year. And then the day after Thanksgiving, they host the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Yeah, you know, we, we can criticize all we want. And I think a lot of people, their reaction is to criticize. On Twitter, people want to criticize Steve, criticize Steve and the offense. But 8-1 and one is 8-1, and one, no sure. matter how you want to spin it. They're finding ways to win. They are. And even though my I might... My inclination is to criticize Steve for almost letting this game, you know, get away from him. He won with a backup quarterback, a backup freshman quarterback, who does not have a lot of experience. So I will give him the benefit of the doubt. That being said, Quinn, if you're listening, buddy, come back. Well, suit suit back up, young man, because that offense really needs you. I, I will tell you, Pop, if Quinn is in today, I thoroughly believe Texas wins that game by... Two or three touchdowns. I, I agree with that because Malik missed a lot of open receivers in the second half, especially. And he looked really, really bad on that last drive, the first drive in overtime. Yep. When we just uh, when the Longhorns uh, gained one yard, but uh, there was a report on ESPN Game Day this morning that Quinn is throwing and he may be back for TCU. Let me just ask you: I thought we were going to see. Arch Manning midway through the fourth quarter when nope. when, when Malik was going really south. You do, you do not put in Arch Manning, who has never stepped foot on a college football field, not played one snap. You don't not you don't throw him in that circumstance when you have a ranked Kansas State, the season on the line. You put the weight of your university on your back. You don't do that to him. You need to trust in your backup quarterback, Malik Murphy. He has a little bit of experience, more than Arch Manning does. And we saw, I know it's different here. It's, you know, it's, it's comparing, you know, apples to oranges. But think about what happened to Garrett Gilbert. In the national championship in 2009, he was put into that game after Cole McCoy went down. He hadn't really touched the field all season long. But he got thrown to the lion's den, lost that game. Wolves, he played yeah. all right. Yeah. But he got beat up, and that tanked tanked his, his, his future. Psyche, his psyche was, was damaged. Plus, 
that was the year after you know that when, when the Longhorns should have yeah. won, beat Alabama when we created Nick Saban, and that's when you know but Mac you, has admitted they they were in a malaise the next year. But yeah, you, you know, if you put in Arch Manning today and he doesn't play well, you could heavily influence what he does in the future, and right. that could that could deter his psyche right. like he did for Garrett Gilbert. I tell you what, Malik has found Or his, you make him a legend. Yeah. Either Malik way. Malik has found his favorite receiver, our young transfer from Georgia. Yeah, A.D. Mitchell. A.D. Mitchell. What a, what a terrific wide receiver A.D. Mitchell is. What a great pickup by Steve Sarkeesian to get this guy because this guy is the real deal. No, yeah. And, of course, combined with Xavier Worthy, uh, uh, J.T. Sanders finally got a crucial yeah. fourth down catch this afternoon. So, Hey, the, the pieces of the puzzle are there. I'm just I'm wondering what's happening now at halftime when he can't make these adjustments and what is what he is thinking when he's passing up points. I just yeah. it's, it's, I'm an old guy. I like old school football, but it just befuddles me when when Steve will make these you think really crazy decisions. I don't know what it is. Yeah, you know I, I do think that we'll see a very different Texas football team next week against TCU. Yeah, I I, I expect Texas to win next week because they should and when the line comes out tomorrow they'll be double digit favors we need to take a break we welcome your phone calls to talk longhorn football 512-836-0590 that's 512-836-0590 this is the end zone club live from dirty martin's place where we're watching a lot of college football back after the news on klbj this is the end zone club on klbj radio Ed and Ben Clements broadcasting live from historic Dirty Martin's Place, your place for college football action tonight. USC hosting Washington, large national ramifications. Alabama set to host LSU in about 15 minutes, large national ramifications. Longhorns win today, 33-30 in overtime over the Kansas State Wildcats. Texas almost blew a 27-7 lead. They also led 17 to nothing. Big story within the last hour, though. The Oklahoma State Cowboys have handed the Oklahoma Sooners their second loss in a row, 27-24, to Ben. You know, I'm starting to think, Pop, that the Oklahoma Sooners are losing these games to spike the Longhorns to ensure that Texas has the worst-ranked loss of the year among yeah. college football top four contenders. Yeah, this doesn't help the Longhorns from the national scene that Oklahoma lost, and it also means that Oklahoma State has a fairly easy path to the Big 12 championship because they play Central Florida. Uh, They also play BYU. One other easy team, I forgot, the Houston Houston Cougars. And by the way, Houston defeated Baylor today in overtime, but Oklahoma State looks like they will have an easy path to the Big 12 championship. You know, I wonder, does the college football playoff committee – Will they look at Texas having a ranked victory with a backup and think, kudos, we'll give, we'll give, we'll give a little extra credit for Texas for doing this with a backup quarterback. Do you think, will, will that come in any kind of a factor uh, here? I, I don't know because uh, maybe so, but I, you don't know how, to, how the a, committee's going to think. But yeah. the key for Texas, you need people to lose. Florida State didn't lose today. Ohio State didn't lose today. You need Washington to lose tonight, and you need Alabama to win to get that get that loss looking really good in Tuscaloosa. 512-836-0590. Back to the phone lines, our friend Tim Taylor, a frequent contributor to uh, the End Zone Club with us now. Tim, uh, what a tale of two cities today, as they say. Longhorns dominated the first half, and then it went south in the third quarter. Your thoughts on this Longhorn victory today? 
Well, I was listening to what y'all said earlier and, and don't have a lot to add to that, but, but I, I'd like to flip over and look at one of the biggest positives I thought today, Ed, Ben. Our, our rushing defense, 33 yards rushing allowed. Kansas State was number five in the country, averaging 226 yards per game. We held them nearly 200 yards below their average, and, and I'm going to start with that as the positive. That's I, I got to look for something good because, like you, I was pretty troubled um, with, with, with how things went and, and how momentum shifted when when we didn't take the points. But but that's what I look at. I'm looking at the stats right now, and that's stunning. Uh, what this defense did against a Kansas State, Phil Snyder culture, Chris Kleeman coach team that that that's phenomenal. It really was, and the defense played beautifully and that's why I raised the point about not getting the points to go up 20 to nothing because Kansas State had done absolutely nothing. Coach Coach Kiyokowski's defense had shut Kansas State to nothing in the first half and why do you roll the dice but you know Steve is Steve and I think that's what we're going to learn to live with or we're learning to live with but I don't know I, I worry about the halftime adjustments too Tim because even at in the third quarter, I thought this was going to be a done deal when Texas was up, you know, 20, 27 to, to 7, and then they score on the final play of the third quarter, then all hell broke loose. Yeah, that, that, was, that was pretty frightening. Giving up 16 points in the, in the fourth quarter was rough. Uh, going back to the fourth down thing, I don't know if you saw it, but the, the clip from uh, Saban on McAfee's show about going around on fourth down, um, what he said, Saban, Coach Saban, smartest, best football coach in America, said, go I don't care what the statistics are about going for it on fourth down and what all the, the notebooks say. He's, it's paraphrasing. He said, people fail to look at what happens when you don't convert on fourth down, whether it's points or getting the first down. That's a turnover. And if you go look at what happens to teams when they turn the ball over, it's not good. And so that was really the turning point to me. I thought the game changed. Yes, the third quarter we didn't adjust. Fourth quarter was bad. But the whole game changed. I don't know if y'all were there. I was there. It was different after we didn't get that, didn't take yeah. that field goal. It, it really was. You kind of had a little pause. Let me ask you. I asked this to Ben, and Ben and I are somewhat disagreeing about this. Was there ever a point in the game when Sark should have gone to Arch Manning? In your opinion, Tim? Boy, that's I, I heard y'all mention that, and I I thought about it. We talked about it. Uh, Ferguson's just behind me. We were talking about it. And, you know, it's just a hard, hard question. Malik was having a rough day, but at the same time, you know, not all that was Malik. I mean, some of the, the, the interception, Malik's fault. Those were his fault. He, he, he threw some bad passes. But, you know, this, this was a really good defense we were facing, number three in the conference um, defense. They're right behind us. They're really good. And that, I, I think he made some bad decisions. And the only thing you don't know is um, – would another freshman quarterback come in and made bad decisions as well. So, you know, I, probably it would have been great to see what Arch could do, when, especially if we kicked the, you know, kicked the field goal and, and had the bigger lead and then had some, had some money to play with. Uh, instead, we, we didn't give ourselves that opportunity. We didn't give ourselves a cushion, and uh, we didn't get to see it. But, you know, that was tough. But, look, he wasn't the only guy that turned the ball over. You know, Brooks fumbled, Red fumbled. Uh, we we didn't play clean ball, and the penalties, of course, the Kevin Mars crew, my favorite crew in, in college football. Um, you know, they didn't do us any favors either. That that was I heard Sark's post game. He said, "I don't know what defensive pass interference is anymore." I mean, our guy gets tackled, and that 
if you, I think when we go back and look at the game flow, more than not kicking the field goal, not getting that call was a turning point in the game for Kansas State. It really changed the, the whole game right there. And so, you know, once again, um, weird things happen in football, and, and there were a lot of breaks that went their way. There were some that went our way. You know, like y'all said, the, the, fumbled, the fumbled extra point, how big was that? Yeah. Uh, so we got lucky. I think I think we got lucky. We got a win. We're eight and one. Uh, you know, we'll probably be fifth or sixth in the CFP poll when it comes out this week. So right now, it's all in front of us. We just got to focus and, and, and go win. And, and I'm going to watch Iowa State and Kansas because yep. um, we got not looking past Fort Worth and Sunny Dykes, but I think we got a big one in Ames. Uh, guys, Jonathan Brooks finished with 112 yards, C.J. Baxter 90 yards. Texas rushers were averaging 7.7 yards on the ground. You know, from the common spectator, common idiot like me, you would think that Texas's motto would be run the damn ball until you can't run anymore, but it seems like Steve Sarkeesian wants to make this difficult on his guys. I, I don't for the life of me understand why. It is not a run-heavy offense that we're seeing, especially with their backup quarterback in with Malik Murphy. Good question. Um, it looks like, you know, it was a per- perfectly balanced uh, 37 r- uh, pass attempts, 37 rush attempts. Um, but, of course, the 37 rush attempts, one of them was negative, and of the 37 pass attempts, he only completed 19. So that's, yeah. a, that's a fair question, Ben, personally. I don't get it either. I mean, our red zone offense continues to suck, and yep. and we we got to we, we're gonna have to run the ball better, and that that's on the line too. But you know, penalties didn't help. But how many offsides and and, and oh, a lot starts do we have? Yeah, that was a, a ton of those. Now, uh, Oklahoma State defeated Oklahoma a little while ago, uh, thus more than likely knocking out Oklahoma from any Big Twelve championship series. I don't know about you, Tim, but Oklahoma State scares the dog out of me because I think. Uh, Mike Gundy is a terrific coach, and they are really a hot, hot football team right now. That was I, I, get, I got to watch part of that. You were right. They scared the crud out of me. And right now, um, I think y'all were looking at the schedules, too. They're going to run the table. If, yeah. if, we were, if we went out and they went out, it's going to be the Cowboys and Longhorns uh, at Jerry World. So, and, and they look good. And they were hitting. They were, they were laying some lumber. And, and But for Dylan Gabriel and Drake, Drake Stoops, I don't think the Lanthes would have been in that game. <laughs> now, I want to ask you before we take a break, who do you like in this Bama-LSU game? I like Bama because I don't trust the LSU defense. And who do you like in the Washington, uh, Washington-USC game? Pretty confident Alabama's going to keep on winning. They, they look good, and, and saving at home, I mean, we're the only one in how many years to beat them there, so that's tough. You know, Washington, Phoenix is unbelievable. Um, the USC defense is putrid, uh, but it's going to be a good game. That's going to be a good matchup. I think Washington wins that one, though. I, 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 got, I, got, I got both the, the, the favorites, the higher-ranked teams winning there. I, I, I think the Huskies are going to do it. And uh, Although, you never know. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe they got some, a better defense play this year from the uh, the Trojans and they'll do I mean this this week from the Trojans and they'll do something. Well, well see, see I, 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 I like fun game to watch. It, it, it will be. I like USC to win this game just because I think Lincoln Riley's tired of all the bitching by the USC folks from around the nation. I think and I think Washington they haven't played very good the last two weeks. I kinda like USC to pull an upset, which would help Texas so much if Washington goes down the road to the final four 
would be a little bit easier if the Texans can, can win out and win the Big 12 championship game. Hey, Tim, thanks for being with us. Uh, we thanks, look y'all. forward talking to you once again. It'll be a fun game in Fort Worth next Saturday. I, we haven't heard a game time. Have you heard a game time yet? Nope, haven't heard. I'm, I'm guessing it's either 11 or, or 2, 2.30 would be, would be my guess. Yeah, yeah. We will see. Hey, thanks again for the visit. Hook them horns. Talk, talk to you soon. All right, thanks, bye-bye. Tim. Our friend Tim, Tim Taylor, longtime Longhorn uh, watcher. Uh, we welcome your calls, too. Longhorn watcher. Longhorn watcher. He's a watcher, He's wa- the, watcher the not watcher, a watcher. watcher on the tower. He's never watched. Yeah, a watcher. He's the hero we, we, we need, not deserve. That's right. 512-836-0590. Again, 512-836-0590. Ed and Ben live from Dirty Martin's Place on the Drag. LSU is just kicking the ball off to Alabama and Tuscaloosa, USC, and Washington set to begin soon here as we have a raucous crowd here watching college football, and this is the place to be if you like burgers and onion rings and great food and cold beer and mixed drinks. This is your place, Dirty Martin's Place, the historic Dirty Martin's Place. Uh, I'm at Clements along with Ben Clements. We're going to take a break after this break. More phone calls as we wrap up this show, and we'll talk about the Cowboys and the Eagles tomorrow, the Bills and the Bengals tomorrow, and the big game in the morning. It is the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Miami Dolphins in Germany. We'll talk about that and much, much more here on the End Zone Club right after this. Nothing better than ZZ Top on a Saturday night. Welcome back. To the end zone club. I'm at Clements along with Ben Clements, Garrett back at the studio as we talk football. Our show, the end zone club, proudly brought to you by Pokey Joe's Barbecue. Go see Doug Boney at Pokey Joe's for some great Texas barbecue tonight. Brisket, ribs, sausage, turkey, the best side dishes of them all. Pokey Joe's Barbecue. Sue Patrick at 5222 Burnett Road. You want your longhorn gear? Go see Jay and Sue at Sue Patrick, 5222 Burnett Road. Delaware subs, no baloney there. Pete Adamski and crew. Tomorrow, it is two-for-one Philly and beef cheese steaks all day long. Delaware subs. Covert and Bastrop, they were closed today, but Rocks and the guys will be open tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Howry, Breen, and Herman, attorneys at law. If you get in any kind of trouble, you need great legal advice and attorneys. Howry, Breen, and Herman, attorneys at law. And by Plains Capital Bank. Paul Hallyback and crew, thanks to Plains Capital Bank. I'm at Clements along with Ben Clements. Longhorns win today 33-30 to over a pesky Kansas State team. Longhorns first place in the Big 12 currently tied with Iowa State and the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Yes, I said Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State upset Oklahoma this afternoon 27-24 in the final Bedlam game because as we all know, Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC. This is one of the bad byproducts of this realignment in college football. That's terrible that Oklahoma and Oklahoma State will not play again in the foreseeable future. Yeah. It's I terrible. Mean, yeah. It, it, you don't really need to expand on that. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, no more. Texas and the Texas Tech Red Raiders, no more. It's a damn crying shame. In-state rivalries are they're everything yeah. in college yeah. sports. Yeah. You need your in-state rival. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, by definition of the names, yeah. that is the biggest rivalry in the state. We do get, we, meaning the Longhorns, do get the Aggies back again next year. Game will be in College Station. Speaking of the Aggies, they lose again. That's nine road losses in a row for Jimbo Fisher. Gosh, I'm sorry, Aggies. And, and the natives are going to be totally restless over there 
if they can gather $75 million to get rid of the guy, I don't know if they will or not. I just checked, by the way, it's 82, 82 bucks a barrel right now, pop okay. oil. That thing, I think if it touches 100, 100 a barrel, he's gone. Yeah, I think you may be right because they're so well healed over there. But this has got to be just disconcerting to Aggie fans. Uh, also today, uh, Georgia was a winner. Florida State was a winner. Clemson upset Notre Dame today. As uh, play continues right now, it's Alabama and LSU. Yep. And then in just a minute, USC and Washington. So, uh, look, looking ahead, Texas should win out. They're going to be favored by double digits in two of the, of the last three weeks. They should win yeah. the last three games by double digits a game. Texas should be in. Big 12 championship is on the horizon. It's going to take a little bit of help from Lady Luck around the country, but this is a team that can get to the playoffs. How they can, can compete in the playoffs, I don't know. But, you know, like Tim said, there were some positives from today's game. Yeah. A, you got a victory. B, the D-line rushing defense was phenomenal. Yeah. Texas did really well in that first half. There's a lot of adjustments they need to make. Uh, Malik Murphy, he's a competitor. He, he makes a few good throws in between a lot of bad throws, but this was very evident to me how good Quinn Ewers is as a quarterback. It, it is, and how and we don't know the status of Quinn next week for TCU. ESPN reported today that he was throwing this week. He, he may be back for TCU. We'll learn more uh, Monday morning at Coach Sark's news conference, but... Yeah, Malik Murphy is a uh, is a is a work in progress. He can look very very good or he's look very very average. Yeah, he's, he's a freshman. Yeah, he is. He's a young guy, so you know, Texas fans need to remind themselves that as they're complaining and and slewing in their Tito's handmade vodka tonight, they got to win with a backup quarterback against a ranked team yeah. and a really good Kansas State team who, like Tim said, is averaging 230 yards on the ground. Texas played pretty damn well. Yeah, they almost let it slip away, but. Gritty teams find a way to win, especially when they have no momentum. And let's just be honest, in the first two seasons of Steve Sarkeesian, these would have been games Texas would have lost, but they didn't lose. Man, their people are partying here at Dirty Martins. The te- tequila. I'm seeing a lot of Tito's handmade vodka over there. Oh, and some tequila. Pop. A lot of tequila, a lot um, of vodka. Real quick, just a, a few thoughts. Cow- Cowboys and Eagles tomorrow. That's... that's to date, I think the biggest game of the year in, in, in pro football, you know, let alone it being a rivalry game. Um, what do you think tomorrow? I think as Dak Prescott goes, so go the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, if we'll Dak see. Prescott has a bad first quarter or first half uh, with that Philadelphia crowd, yep. and we know they're nuts there, uh, I do believe that would be really bad for the Cowboys. But I think Dak has to have a super, super game. Philadelphia is very good. Jalen Hurts is somewhat injured. Yeah. But the Cowboys need a win tomorrow. That would send a loud message to the rest of the league. So uh, your thoughts on the Cowboys. I, I think the Eagles will probably win win the game yeah. tomorrow, but I think the Cowboys can beat them when they go to Dallas. It's going to all be depending on uh, defensive backs for me, Pop. How can the Cowboys quarterbacks handle A.J. Brown? How can they handle uh, uh, Jalen Hurts and his his ability to make plays on the move. It's going to be a very good game. I'm expecting a low-scoring game tomorrow. I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of explosive plays from either team because both teams have great defenses. Um, but like you said, Dak Prescott has to have a complete game tomorrow for the Cowboys to have a chance. I think so, too, and you can hear that game on our sister station, 102.7 ESPN. 
a couple other games tomorrow. The early game tomorrow from Germany. Ugh. You better have the, uh, the NFL Network, and it makes me mad that this is such a marquee game that a lot of the nation won't see it. Miami playing uh, Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. I like Kansas City because I think Miami's really good, Ben, but I don't think they've beaten anybody no, this no, year. No. Okay, tell me why. No, 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 because the Kansas City Chiefs arrived in Germany on Thursday Thursday night. Okay. You know when the Dolphins got there? When? They got there Monday morning. They they had an enti- wow. almost an entire week there. I didn't they know even that. had a fun day. The, the the Miami Dolphins scheduled a fun day so they can enjoy themselves in, in Berlin. Uh, is it Berlin? No, it's where, uh, where in Germany? Some, some other place, yeah. Um, and the Chiefs got there. They had no time. They had one practice while they were there, and they're getting ready for the game. Meanwhile, the Dolphins have had a lot of time to acclimate to the time change, to get to know Germany a little bit. I love the Dolphins wow. to win this game outright. They're going to cover the spread outright win. The Chiefs are cutting it way too close, even though defending champions, but... And that's another thing. Why, if you're the NFL, would you schedule the defending champions to play overseas? And they're giving no up. Sense. And they're giving up a home game. Yeah, Kansas City. This is supposed to be a home game. I don't. Do we? I, think, I, I don't get it. But the, I think the plan is to have a team in London in the next few years. And Taylor Swift, her 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 tour isn't even in Europe until next year. Why would you do this to her? It's selfish of Roger Goodell. <laughs> By the way, LSU has just scored a touchdown. They jump in front of Alabama 6 to nothing with a point after touchdown to follow another big game involving uh, one of our favorite teams the Buffalo Bills our friend Mitch Morris was on our show last week Buffalo travels to Cincinnati to meet uh, the Cincinnati Bengals it is almost a must win situation for Joe Burrow in Cincinnati who cannot go any further behind the Baltimore Ravens yeah you know as we're, we're getting to that point pop um Sunday, tomorrow will be the halfway point of the NFL season, and this is where teams start to to prove that they are Super Bowl contenders and some teams start to fold and call it a year. I think the winner of tomorrow's Cowboys and Eagles games, I, this came to me, I think the winner of that game will be in the Super Bowl. It could be. Uh, San Francisco is reeling a bit. They have the no. week off. Brock Purdy was Brock, on a Brock Purdy was on a farm this week. Yeah, in he, Iowa. he was exposed. Yeah, he was and, exposed. So uh, it's going to be a great NFL day. And again, next week, TCU in Texas. Ben and I plan to be there if it all works out for the show. And uh, of course, Scotty will be back here at Dirty Martin's place again. The Cowboys and Eagles tomorrow on our sister station, 1027 ESPN. Ben, it's been fun. A win is a win is a win. Texas wins 33-30. to Next up, TCU. Thanks a bunch. Have a great, great night tonight, Ben. Yep, Pop. We'll see you next week. All right. Thank you, Garrett. Back at KOBJ for the great work. For Ben Clements, I'm Ed Clements. Come on down to Dirties and watch football with me here on KOBJ. Good night, everybody.